Hey there, die harders. Who's ready to live for your die hard? This is the Shogun, and I'm back. Back in the New York groove after so long. We are here today on the 25th episode of the SW Experience. And for this 25th episode, it will be divided into parts, each featuring their own guests, each featuring their own themes, their own unique topics, their own unique deal. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Good morning, dieharders. Who's ready to live free or die hard? This is the Shogun, and with me today is an old friend, Captain Deadpool. Captain Deadpool, what's happening? Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> no, I'm playing, man. Uh, yeah, man, all good on this side. And you? Oh, fine and dandy on this side, but today I want to talk to you about The Undertaker, because like a year ago, run Survivor Series, he finally retired, so wanted to like recap and I saw that last ride documentary it started at WrestleMania 30 to, and ended at 35 so I wanted to talk about that starting at WrestleMania 30 like just when okay first in the lead up to like the match with Brock like did you ever think like at any point like hey man maybe this is the guy you know maybe Brock's gonna be the guy to break the streak or were you just like no nah, not at all man yeah not in the least, man. Like, genuinely not in the least. Because I'm like, okay, I'm assuming that if they had to break the streak, or if, you know, the streak had to be broken, right, then I, I, I always assumed it would be by someone of more character, not just big BT guy who um, F5 shocks, you know? Yeah. Like, honest, was, you know, you'd expect... Yeah. Who? You'd expect the breaking of the streak to be like a... I don't know, man. You'd expect it to be like a... Like a momentous occasion, and you, you you wouldn't choose someone like Brock, Rocky, Rocky Lesnar, you know, Bob Lazer, yeah. uh, to be the guy. I mean, you'd expect John Cena. Like I remember, I was watching, you know, What Culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So I was watching like a What Culture video, and it was about how the streak should have ended. And they said that the streak could have been ended, and they could have turned John Cena heel. So they could have done that by it's the John Cena Undertaker feud, right? And he's the one who's, well, they're both wrestling at, like, WrestleMania, right? Um, and the referee would be knocked out for, like, a few minutes. And John Cena would go out, get a chair illegally, you know, and, like, beat The Undertaker with it. And that is how he would win. And then as he finishes, as the match finishes, then he'd look at the camera. And then he'd, like, look at the camera and, like, you know, smoke at it. And that would be the perfect way end off the streak because it'd be like hey one we ended up the streak off two um we turned john cena here and I, th I thought that that was a great idea it could have worked i mean if there was but personally exactly. i feel like if there was ever a time to turn john cena heel like the best time would have been in like his feud with the rock you know it kind of yeah it would have been because like the rock had like 
he had like a lot of good guy stuff going on for him as well. Well, not good guy stuff, but like he was pretty special. You yeah. know, like so he was a special. Like you know, you wouldn't turn John Cena heel against like Bray Wyatt or something. Yeah, that. You remember that shit? That WrestleMania 30, where he had like the chair in hand. And like Bray was on his knees and he was like, come on, hit me, hit me. And like, you know you want to, but like, really? <laughs> like this, like for a second, I kind of like wanted him to, man. Like I wanted him to like fucking nail the guy with the chair, turn heel, end the match like that. If that match had gone down like that, it would have been, it would have been a lot better than what it was. Instead but it would have been a waste yeah. of heel John Cena. It would have been a waste of a heel turn. Right, for him to turn heel against the heel it just uh yeah it would have made so much more sense to happen just against the undertaker because it's like okay it's how do i say it man you know what if, in fact if there's anyone it would be if there's any heel turn for john cena it would be better than heel turn on the undertaker it would be if john cena turned heel in a match with Shawn michaels Shawn michaels really yeah i know there's no actual relation there but i'm saying who doesn't love Shawn, like Shawn Michaels? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get Shawn it. Michaels, he, he's got that baby face. Like, if you turn heel against Triple H, everyone will be like, yeah, yeah, it's the authority. You know, but like, if you do it against Shawn Michaels, like, we love Shawn Michaels, man. Yeah, I get it. It would have worked. Um, oh, yeah. Back to the, the match with when it happened. Like when the ref counted the three and like the match was over and that 21 and one graphic came on, like how did you react, man? Like just, cause I remember like, I didn't believe it. Like when it first happened, I was just thinking, nah, this did not just happen. Something went nah, wrong. Man. Like, nah, something like Vince McMahon's gonna come down and restart the match or something. But like, this isn't, it felt like this wasn't right. You get what I'm saying? It definitely felt like it wasn't right because it was like, I don't know, man. It felt like a waste. It felt like a waste. It felt like, I don't know, it didn't feel natural, man. It didn't feel natural. Like, if, if Shawn Michaels back in, like, what, what was it, 20, man, what was it, 2012, 2013? Yeah. No, man. Which WrestleMania was the one with the star? Like, the star was the, that was 2010. Was the logo. That big silver yeah, star. Yeah. Dude, if, like, if Shawn Michaels did it, if that was it, 100% dude, like that that would have been the, uh, no one would have felt weird about it because it was so much good storyline behind it, so much, uh, how do I say it, history behind it, it was like a rich history man, it's like, I, I, I don't know man, like it, it felt solid and natural. <laughs> yeah, like, that sounds so weird, that sounds so weird yeah. That, um, yeah, yeah, just, you know, to have, and, and if you remember correctly, Brock's music didn't play, like, right after that, because normally when someone wins, their music plays, and, like, you know, they walk off in celebration, but when Brock won, and there was no music, it's like, dude, it was like, even the sound guy didn't buy it, you know, like, just, <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, th I, I no, that that's one good theory, but I feel like the reason it didn't play was because you know, like they they wouldn't want to make it just like any other victory. Just it would be like a no, this is the definitive victory. Yeah. Like uh, where there's like sadness in the air, man. You know, 
Yeah. If anything, I feel like they should have um, like when he beat the Undertaker, man, they should have just like played a like a <laughs> like a sad version of Rock's uh, next big thing theme song. How how would that have went, man? Like what is what is his theme song? It's like uh, dun 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 dun. dun. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just but this one would have been like all in like in like what, what's the word? Not tenor key, not falsetto. What is the bro like the deepest key possible? Like dun, 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 dun. I don't know, no, dude. I don't do music. I don't really. That would have been that would have been kind of funny, man. Like a piano version of Brock's theme. Like just really, like what's going on here? But exactly. Just, no, dude, like a piano and violin version, man. Yeah. Like all the heavy uh, electric guitar in that song, yeah. or hardcore guitar, would be done in like violin. Yeah. Like uh, an almost a foreboding sense, but but I don't know. Some say that um, like that match kind of. Some people say they couldn't enjoy the rest of the show after that match, despite like Daniel Bryan's victory and everything, like. I mean, I kind of get it. Like, how do you get all happy and cheery after, like, witnessing the end of the streak? I mean... No, 100%, man. And, like, maybe, just maybe, they could have made that the main event. Like, if you know you're about to do something monumental, historic, dude, make it the last thing. Make it the last thing. Because let's be honest, I, you're talking about, like, uh, Daniel Bryan. Dude, I don't even know what happened in that match. I completely forgot because guess what? It's so far away, and it wasn't a historical as a moment. Yeah. But just like when my you think Taker should have retired then, like at WrestleMania 30 after that loss. One hundred percent. No more matches. No more promos and all of that. And John Cena's feud with him just made it even worse, dude. It made it horrible. Like, yeah, y'all came, y'all, y'all. I do this whole, um, you know, he's back kind of thing. But guess what? If, yeah, you can say he's back, but guess what? His back is also giving out. Yeah. <laughs> like physically. <laughs> okay. We'll get like in my it. opinion, man. Like. Oh shit. What was that? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get to that. There's there's still 31 with Bray Wyatt, 32 with Shane McMahon. You know, just. <laughs> um, but yeah, but. Which, well, like, you know, Man, Shane McMahon fell off the hell in a cell, man. Good <laughs> <laughs> times. Oh, that's what we do. We see me Yeah. Thing with uh, with 31, with Rosemary 31, when he came back, it was like I was glad to see him. I mean, the last time we saw him, dude was defeated. I mean, we'd never seen him that way. I mean, sure, he'd lost matches before, but he'd never been like thoroughly defeated like that. Looked like. Damn, I mean, yeah, well, no, 100%, man. no, there was no like shadiness, no referee fast count, no Brock Lesnar grabbed a chair halfway or whatever. Like, nah, he lost clean. So to see him back at 31 with like the short hair and like he's wearing pants again, like just, you know, it's it was kind of nice, man. I mean. I guess so, man. I, I I guess so. Like when we, like when we kind of got the American badass thing back. But not a hundred percent though, because there was no motorcycle or bandana or shit. But like, I guess it was like half and half, you know, like a hybrid of the two. 
but then there's certain things that just don't mix, man. Like, like there's no good guy John Cena who's also a thug. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, that makes sense. Also, I meant to send you a link. I don't know if I did, but I heard the song a while back. It's with this rapper called Moses, and he did a song with John Cena back in the day called Hustle. Oh, yeah? Never heard it. It's like H-U-S-T-L-E, Hustle. Never find a time, didn't mind. Something like that, but it's a good one. John Cena has a nice verse in it. Um, I'll send you a link when I get a chance, man. But... Um, more into that hybrid thing you were speaking about, uh, when you say, you know what, there's the whole, um, American badass thing, like, no, dude, like, in my opinion, a lot of the things didn't fly, I, how do I say it, a lot of the things didn't make any sense in the era that they were put in, like, um, the American badass thing, that made sense when you could advocate drinking in WWE programming, but the minute you aren't allowed to do that, the whole American badass, oh, America, Thing is just dead it's dead you know and the minute you can't swear and the minute you can't be vulgar around kids in WWE um, that's when the whole thugonomics John Cena fades away you know yeah it may, yeah I get what you're saying I mean you're not really gonna I mean thank god he changed like in the late 2000s and shit back to his like original gimmick cause like just imagine 2010 Dude's still riding down in a motorcycle. It's like, what are you doing? This is a PG show. Like, you kind of don't fit. But with the. Um, Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, in a PG show, John Cena coming out and rapping some whack ass bars, like picking on the guy's like favorite color or something like that. Do you yeah. remember the time he made fun of the of the one legged guy? Yeah. You're the perfect part. What did he say? He's like perfect part of three legged race. <laughs> yeah, you're the. Shit, remember when he slapped Stephanie McMahon's butt? Yeah, dude, that was that was kinda funny. I think only like That was kinda Yeah, that was only a handful of people can say they've done that. Like this <laughs> Oh shit. See those things flew, bro. Those things flew. Do you remember like but do you remember the violence? In like In terms of the matches, yeah. Hey, it got toned yeah, way like... down over the years. Exactly, man. Like, do you remember the, the John Cena JBL match in the parking lot? Yeah. John Cena. I think John Cena like uh, slammed the dude onto a onto a car bonnet. Yeah, remember that. Who's? Speaking of JBL, do you remember that one WrestleMania match where he got his ass kicked by Rey Mysterio? Yeah, he quit after that. <laughs> yeah, full on. But that was the best way for him to quit because it's like. JBL was a heel of no. He was a good heel. Yeah. Was real John easy to Bradshaw hate. Lightfield. Yeah. He was real easy to hate. Uh. Yeah, he was easy to hate. Remember when Edge came back to tell John Cena that he's got this? Yeah. He's got. Adam Copeland. Oh, yeah. Short brown hair. Going up against Brock Lesnar. Like, just. That was so random. I'm just, no, because like of all the people you'd expect to come back and give John Cena a pep talk, would you really, would Edge have been like the first name to come up? Just, really? Yes, yes, 100%. As a 90s kid, as I am, at the ripe age of 21, um, like, I grew up watching, like, Edge and John Cena do, you know? 
like it was Edge and John Cena. Uh, oh wait, do you remember? Like when I think about Edge, okay, no. I see. I'm getting confused here, but what I'm trying to say is that Edge is the guy that you put up against John Cena. It made sense because Edge had this like scheming heel vibe, and then John Cena had this go straight head on into it vibe. You feel yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So I, mean, I think that's why Edge makes. Okay, wait. Who who would you choose to go to come back and give John Cena a talk? Honestly, if this is gonna seem weird, but like Finley. <laughs> Finley, what the, what the fuck? No, I was gonna say Kurt Angle. It's always easier. It's always easier to start a fight with Brock Lesnar if you had a few tops in you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, but like, no, I was gonna say Kurt Angle, dude, because like, like Cena's first match was a Kurt Angle. Like both of them have fought. Like Kurt's fought Brock Lesnar before, so like he knows what he's he's like talking about. It would make sense, dude. I can't believe I, I didn't look. I can't believe I looked past that because yes, you are hundred percent right. Actually, Kurt Angle. Wow, that makes the most sense because like you're right. Ruthless aggression. That's where it started. Yeah. And dude, John Cena long. definitely should have faced Kurt in his final match instead of Baron Corbin. That that fucking sucked. And wait, wait. Uh, who did who faced Baron Corbin in his final match? No, like, Kurt Angle was retiring, dude. He was on, like, this retirement tour, and he said, like, he wanted his final opponent at WrestleMania to be John Cena, but WWE had him fight Baron Corbin instead. I'm like, really? Why? 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 But that makes no sense. That, that makes no sense story-wise, storyline-wise. Yeah. Like, there's no well, history the there. Talks. I don't know, dude. It's just... There's no explanation as to why they couldn't have made it happen. John Cena is a free agent. or he, he, Listen, WWE has done so much for John Cena. You're telling me that he couldn't come back for one match against the guy who helped him uh, boost his career, start his career off. Without Kurt Angle's, I'm better than everyone attitude. John Cena's, nah, I'm better than any, than everyone. Like, they, they had that. They both were saying the same thing. No, I'm better than everyone. Kurt Angle was saying it in a condescending way, and John Cena was saying it in a "No, I want to prove this to everyone" way. Like, yeah. so Kurt Angle's character made John Cena, John Cena more likable, even as a heel or semi-heel, you know, like yeah. a low top heel. <laughs> but like, I, I think what I'm trying to say is that that final match for Kurt Angle would have made sense for John Cena, not Undertaker, not Shawn Michaels, not freaking The Rock, John Cena, my guy. Yeah. Oh wait, you know what? Okay, like in my opinion, like the um Since WWE's writers are on drugs, they should have just went along and not made Kurt Angle's final opponent, Jason Jordan. <laughs> Jason Jordan. Yeah, hundred percent since they're already on drugs. Man I don't know man, it just Eh whatever. I mean, it could have worked. No, man, I'm just... We never know. No, it couldn't have. I'm just I'm just saying it would have made a lot of sense. Yeah. No, no. No, I'm not saying it would have made sense, but I'm saying... Like, WWE's writers are already on drugs and doing stupid things. It, it wouldn't be out of character of WWE to just make Jason Jordan an Angle's final opponent. Because they're already that stupid. They would probably be fine with that. Yeah, probably. No, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah... 
to the Undertaker, you mentioned the being when he came back and he got like his revenge against Brock, like I get it. Like if that had been his sole reason to come back, that would have been awesome. But like that kind of nullifies the whole match with Bray Wyatt, because if you came back to have revenge against Brock Lesnar for breaking the streak, why'd you fight Bray along the way there? Like just I don't know, it kinda made it made Bray Wyatt the whole match seem like an afterthought, but just like I'm glad it happened. Cause no, it's not what you mean, yeah. man. It's like, if you're going to do, like, a, if you're going to, what's the word? Reclaim your throne? Then you got to beat everyone on the way to do it. Yeah. Right. I don't know, man. I feel like Goldberg should have broken the speed. Goldberg? Man. Yep. Really? Fucking. It would have made sense. Think about it. Mr. Undefeatable. Yo, remember when Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar's ass? Yeah, which time? <laughs> Happened more than once. Yo, those times, man, because you, you like almost felt like, yeah, yeah, this is this is it. This is the way. Dude, that was so weird because like going into that match, because Brock Lesnar hadn't been beaten by like anybody that whole year. He hadn't been beaten by anybody. And like, here comes Goldberg. You just went into that match assuming, okay, like, Goldberg's gonna get a couple shots in, but like at the end of the day, Brock's gonna do F5 and like, you know, just walk off, you know, usual shit. And then it doesn't, it ends in like two minutes. <laughs> that was just awesome. like that. Just like that. Also, Goldberg should have had a match with, uh, with Ryback. Ryback, yes. 100%. I absolutely agree with that. He definitely should have had a match with Ryback. Just. <laughs> Oh, shit. I remember fans would actually chant that at him. Like, when Ryback would come out, they would just chant, Goldberg, Goldberg. <laughs> oh, and it made sense. Like, I associate to them with each other a lot of Shit. I felt like they were not one in the same, but, like, they both had that, like, kicks and punches vibes them. Like, every other big guy had punches as his thing. No, yeah. but Goldberg had kicks and punches. I'm not saying that Ryback had kicks and punches. Did Ryback have kicks and punches? I feel like he did. I don't, I don't remember that. I just remember like... But he like, looked like he did. Yeah, he he was bald. Like yeah. And when he stopped wearing that singlet and he started wearing the trunks, like became even more like, dude, I mean, come on. They're the same. Just... Ah, oh, shit. He also had like a Festus vibe in that case. Like, Ryback was essentially just Festus. Festus? <laughs> no, no. Remember no. Festus, man? I remember Festus. He eventually became Luke Gallows. You remember that storyline? Like, oh, like CM Punk yes. came out like he used to be called Straight Festus. Straight Edge Society, like, boy. Yeah. Oh, shit. They made a retcon an actual part of the story. Like, just... Damn. That was smart. Wait, who? Dude, who was the bald-headed chick? Serena Deeb. Yeah, she's oh, and like, a, like if, they, if there was... She's a trainer. If there was ever a WWE Diva. <laughs> be honest, that was the Divas department at the time. It wasn't a women's championship or women's yeah. division. Be honest, WWE was a sexist piece of shit. Yeah, the, the butterfly championship. Just... <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna be honest, dude. That seemed like something Barbie would wear. Like if Barbie like had like a wrestling movie like she would have that as a title because i don't know it just seemed like 
because it was like silver and pink and it had a butterfly on it and i was like oh that's some dude that, dude I, I remember being a kid and thinking about how like silly that was because i was like yo this is you know that's some girl I, was like, I don't know I just feel like this yeah, like, you know, because, like, obviously, there'd be a, there'd be a time where you, maybe you choose a diva to wrestle, but, you know, because, like, when you're 11, you want to see some titties, so, like, um, <laughs> sorry, bro, my girlfriend's here, and I'm saying all this shit. Yeah, I'm, oh, I was sorry, about man. to Wait, ask, like, yo, dude, are you sure you want to be saying that? It's fine, I was 11, I was younger then, <laughs> but either way. So, you're not gonna fall down. Okay. All right. So what I was saying is like, when I was 11, like maybe you'll choose like, like one of the divas and things like that. But then you'll end up doing it quite a bit, you know, the older you get. Um, and then like, you know, eventually one day, you'd like win the divas championship and all of that. And then you'd look at it and you'd be like, ah, this is kind of gully. Just a little bit gully. Yeah. Butterflies and shit. Right. But I remember the D. Wasn't there a Divas Tag Championship? No. That was TNA. It wasn't. See, that's how. That was TNA. Yeah, but that's how sexist WWE was. They didn't even believe that women could, they could be in teams. Yeah. But man, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like we should write to them and make them change that. I mean, they did. I mean, eventually they did. Nah, that's yeah. a joke, man. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of jokes. WWE Divas. I don't know, man. Whenever I think about it, I just think about how silly it was. Uh, TNA was very revolutionary in that case, man. Because, like, I remember early 2000s or mid-2000s, they had actual women's division, man. They had an actual women's division. Like, they had hardcore matches. They had tag championships. They had that X match. You know, the one where you, like, Not you, you gotta, like, climb that rope? Yeah. That wasn't a ladder no, match. No, that match that was, was that was that weird, like, you had to climb the thing and then shimmy across to grab the yeah. X. Uh, exactly, man. Like, that was tight. Anyway, another thing is, speaking of TNA, since we're on that now, was the dude's name Suicide? Yes. The guy with the skull mask. The dude's name was Suicide. Dude, he was suicide. so cool. Yeah. Well, wasn't he played by the... He, okay, no, I don't think he was this guy. Do you remember uh, that guy Supermax or something like that? Who? They called him the Super Mexican or Super Mex or something. I don't remember that, but like, shit. Okay, well, he was this, like, cholo-looking guy, you know? Like, he was, like, bald. He had the bandana, the shorts, the vest. Very stereotypical Mexican. Wait, there's another thing, man. You ever noticed that WWE, no, like, wrestling overall, not even just WWE, I'm talking about, like, WWE, TNA, Ohio Valley Wrestling. I'm joking, I don't think they were a thing. Well, they weren't really that big. They were just a development center. But, like, when you think about it, dude, their characters were so stereotypical, racist. Uh, like, their characters were character caricatures. Yeah. You know, you look at, like, John Cena, he played the, that Terminator in uh, Ohio Valley. Right, yeah. What was the thing? There was that. The prototype, yeah. Yeah, the so prototype. Weird. Remember um, Deacon Batista? We had the little like chick change box. <laughs> exactly. That was cool though. That was cool. The fuck? That was. That was, <laughs> it was whack, man. <laughs> oh, it was whack. But like, yeah, also like it didn't suit him, man. Like he, he looked cool. Like at that bolt right there, right? In, 
with him being youngish, it suited him to have like hair and like remember he had earrings. He had earrings, man. Yes, he had earrings. He had earrings and he had a tattoo around his belly. Yeah, remember that part. Said. Good times. Good times. Also, like, if there's anything else we can talk about, it's that, like, like, Batista's acting is not bad at all. In that movie he did with uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, Stuber, yeah. Stuber. Good movie, good movie. Oh, shit. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, damn. We were talking about The Undertaker thing. The match with Shane. Because we covered like 30 and 31. The match with Cedric Man at WrestleMania made no sense. When you think of the story going in, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Because remember, Shane McMahon came back, wanted to run Monday Night Raw. Vince said no. Then Shane mentioned like this lockbox that he had on him. We never found out what was in it, but like, yeah, Shane had a lockbox. And then Vince McMahon was like, okay, but if you want to run, if you want to run Monday Night Raw, you have to beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania inside Hell in a Cell. Like, okay. And Undertaker was just cool with it. That wasn't really an Undertaker match when you stop and think about it. It was just... No, 100%, man. No, 100%, man. Like, that was a... That was a Shane McMahon match. That was a Vince McMahon match. Yeah. It's that almost... was a way of him, like, proving things. Yeah. If anything, like... I'm gonna fall. The role... Shit, one second. All right. Sorry, bro. I almost fell off my chair. Yeah. Um. It was almost like. Okay, on the topic of. Yeah. You were saying? One second, bro. I'm just getting unscathed. Oh, do you remember in campus we used to like, like um, we'd walk from one end to another just to, like what? Didn't smoke. Still don't. Like, I don't know, man. Like, in my opinion, every match after the Brocky Rocky Lesnar one was some bullshit. It just felt like there was an ulterior motive in play. And with every time that The Undertaker suffered a loss, it made of the person he was facing even meaningful. Yeah. With uh, the match with Roman Reigns. <laughs> hey, man, what... You feel... Like, a lot of people say, like, if Roman Reigns was supposed to beat The Undertaker, then... Like, Brock Lesnar shouldn't have beaten the streak. Like, Roman Reigns beating him at WrestleMania 33 should have been the beat the streak moment. You believe Roman Reigns should have been the guy? Yeah, man, I, sh I, I actually do believe that. Right. It kind of made sense for what they were pushing Roman Reigns to the moon, basically. So to have him beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania for the streak would have been a lot bigger than if he had just beat The Undertaker like he did. No, 100%, man. Like, 100%. It made a lot of sense. It would have made a lot of sense if he broke the streak. And, like, you know what? If you're going to turn him, if he's heel, essentially, after that, dude, they should have done that. Push Roman Reigns, make him beat the streak with the steel chair. Yeah. But the fact they didn't I'm just turn him heel after that, just... Ah, it was a waste, you know. But then they decided to do it years later. The WWE writers finally woke up. Yeah, like three years after the fact, but, you know. 
WrestleMania 34, the aforementioned match with John Cena, Undertaker and John Cena. You remember the build for that match? It was literally just John yeah, Cena randomly coming out on Raw saying, I'm issuing a challenge to The Undertaker. And every week after yeah, that, he, he called just... Out the Undertaker's, he called out The Undertaker's workout videos and things. I see you working out with your wife. <laughs> I'm fuck? like, why, John? What, what are you doing? John, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life that you're watching Undertaker's workout videos, man? Like, just... Exactly. Like, you're telling me, John Cena, the guy who, like, works out all the time, drives his cool 4GT, and learns Mandarin, uh, has time to be on the gram just scrolling through Undertaker's videos. <laughs> Wait, also, are you telling me that you, John Cena, were following The Undertaker on Instagram? Is that really it? 
Is that really what you do, John? Is that what your life consists of nowadays? Is, is when you have everything you've always dreamed about? Uh, this was not well thought out. Just... Oh, man. You can tell this was definitely some last-minute shit. Oh, man, like, just... Oh, definitely. Dude, some writer just came to the office drunk as hell. The guy, you know fucking funny? Dude, you know be great? If, like, we're John, seen a scene against Kane, and then someone was like, wait, hold on, I just smoked a huge joint. He said, why don't we undertake? And then some other guy over there was injecting himself with heroin or something. I don't think you inject heroin, but he was injecting himself with something. And he was like, bro, that's a freaking good idea. Let's go talk to Vince. Then they went into Vince's office and like Vince was there and he was just snorting a whole bag of cocaine. And he was like, yeah, I like it, I love it, I love it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, so rad. And people were hyped for that because they'd wanted to see John Cena and Undertaker at WrestleMania for years now. And, I mean, I'm glad we finally got it. I'm just, I don't know. It's like wanting something so bad, wanting something, and then when you get it, it's like, hmm, really? This yeah. Is this what I wanted? I mean, yeah. I know what you mean, man. It did. <laughs> Right, bro. It didn't feel right, but you know what? Such is life, bro. Such is life. Yeah. But I guess that's just the Undertaker's legacy, my guy. Mm. Oh no, we haven't even touched that match with Goldberg. Remember that? You remember that shit? Oh, that was so bad. I remember that shit, but bro. I've only got about five more minutes before I gotta go inside. <laughs> Let's get on to it, man. Like that Goldberg match, in my opinion. They should have jacked them both up on steroids. I was just saying, like, listen, don't look at me like they wouldn't do this. They would do it. I know that both of them were old and all of that, but WWE has so much money. They could have just pulled an MCU on them and, like, given them the best trainers, the best of roids, the best of counteracting, uh, counteractive uh, medication and all to keep them still sane, still healthy and all of that. You know, this is not backdoor steroids in your butt, you know? This is like proper, proper. Get them in, in their best shape. Yeah. Have them pumping things like that. Jack them up, put them in this match, and hit them with, I don't know, a line of cocaine each. <laughs> and we would have had a great match. Yeah. Instead of Goldberg busting himself open, botching a jackhammer, and just like almost killing the undertaker but yeah that yeah exactly if you guys were almost gonna kill the undertaker anyway why not hit him with some of that cocaine Shit. Sheeran. yeah and you know that song um nah i don't think so <laughs> it's about cocaine yeah. anyway but why why wouldn't they just do that and we would have had a legendary match with these two big behemoths I'm just saying, Undertaker looked really small in that match, in my opinion. He looked very small. Goldberg didn't look his best. They both were not at their best. Why? Why? Pray tell. Why you would guys... Why, why you would guys... Why you guys... That sounds like when you guys are called cheating, like, yo, why you would guys? Anyway, well, like, why would you guys not just... Just for that one night, just get them in their best shape and give them their best... One of their best matches ever. Individually, like one of each, you know, respectively, 
one of their best matches to yeah. end it off. And that would be it. No rematch, just nothing. Right. But then we wouldn't have gotten that fantastic Boneyard match with AJ Styles. I'm like, I'm glad we got that. You know, I'm kind of glad. Okay, in that case, yeah. Okay, in that case, that, that AJ Styles match was a, it was a really long time after the Goldberg match, right? Yeah. Okay, fine then. We can do an AJ Styles match. And then you pump them both up with heavy steroids and cocaine. Oh, shit. Okay, so fine, not cooking. Adrenaline shots. Yeah. Straight adrenaline into their system. Last for about an hour. I'm just saying. Right. And that match was... that. You know that match only happened because, like, the whole world was, like, shut down in the pandemic. Originally, they were just supposed to have, like, a traditional one-on-one -on -one match. And, like, because I remember hearing from, like, Alistair Black on this podcast that... Uh, like Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson would interfere and they would like jump the Undertaker and then Alistair Black would come down and he'd like shave the day. Then the Mac then Undertaker would pin Styles one, two, three. That was the original plan for what they were gonna do at the WrestleMania, but then because of the pandemic everything had to change and instead they had this boneyard match. You think if they'd had like a, a regular match it would have been good? No, no, no. The Boneyard match made the most sense. Because that was the way to close it off. Yeah. I don't know, man. In my opinion, that it did work out kind of fine. Yeah, it all worked out in the end. I mean, we got to see Undertaker in yeah. like a leather jacket and a beanie talking about, like, like, where you went wrong was when you mentioned her, my wife. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, shit. But, like, see, the way that I look at this whole thing is that you and I, what we're doing right now is that we're trying to, what's the word, grasp onto straws. We're yeah. trying to be like, you know, this isn't ideal, but it's okay. They, well, what they did was they, um, they, they shot, okay, no, wait, no, I don't even use that analogy. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Let me try it with a better, okay. They were chopping down a tree. WWE was chopping down a tree and they meant to chop it down to fall forward instead they chopped it down and it fell backwards so that's a disaster on its own but guess what at least there was nothing behind you so it only it, it broke a, a dsw bin it just broke a dsw but it didn't hit any person anyone's property or anything just a bit so yes it was a disaster but yeah, it didn't end up that bad you know at least we won't we were trying to get rid of that bin anyway so at least it broke that bit, you know, so we got something out of it, yeah. even though it wasn't ideal. Right. Yeah, man. I'm That's my best analogy, man. I really, I dug the Boneyard match, and I, I really, like, I found it kind of funny in the lead up, because, like, I remember you saw that promo he did where he had the beanie, and you were like, bro, he looks like he's about to sell you some fucking drugs, man. <laughs> Dude, he looked like that. Dude, he had a fucking beanie on. He had a beanie. He looked like like some Texas, just like some Texas MDMA dealer or something. <laughs> I think MDMA is a drug. I thought he looked like the dude from Breaking Bad or some shit. You know, like because he even had the gold teeth. He was about to sell you some like Plan B <laughs> mixed with some like with some vitamin C, and that gives you a high. Oh shit! Oh man. Yeah, that's just the way I feel about yeah. it. Yeah, 
I really liked that match though. That match was like, it wasn't a, a traditional match. It was more like a movie than a match, you know, because like when he showed up, I was just expecting, you know, like the usual Undertaker with the jacket and the hat. But then he rode in on like the motorcycle. He had like the bandana and shit. And that was cool. Didn't they film it? Didn't they film it with that certain aspect ratio that movies use? Yeah, they did. They filmed it like it was a, an actual <laughs> film. So, yeah. But see, that's genius. Then what they should have done is, after that, cut up all the different parts that looked good in, in the match itself and then edit it together and with the movie aspect ratio. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. I feel like halfway through this, someone's going to be like, I don't know, hashtag release the Undertaker cut of the fucking Boneyard match. You know, just like... <laughs> <laughs> who knows, man? Maybe we get famous off this. Probably not, but who knows? Maybe. Either way, bro. Um, just like the Undertaker, my time has come. <laughs> um, hey, final thoughts, shit. man. I was actually about to say that, but I was about to say to bring it to a close, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure the homie knows how to how to close it up." The final thought, my opinion, my analogy stands. WWE did mess up. But out of it, at least we got something. Or we got something out of it, at least. We got the bare minimum. And it turns out that that bare minimum was sort of entertaining. Boneyard match. Um, we got some more cringy stuff from John Cena. And we got a podcast out of it. Yeah. In a way. All right. So yeah, man. I think like the best way I can close it off is by saying, I hope that WWE understands that this is the end. Like that Adele song from Sky mm. Football. Yeah. This is the end. Leave it be. Don't interfere with him anymore. Just, just be happy with the money you're made. Right. Anyway, this has yeah, been the SW experience with Shogun and Captain Deadpool. Peace. Must be unforgiven Cause this hurts deeper than I thought it did It has not healed with time It just shot down my spine You look so Find it in your heart to make this go away and let me rest in peace. Would you find it in your heart to make this go away and let me rest in peace? In peace, peace. Depth 
Perception must be on You got much closer than I thought you did. I'm in your reach. You held me in your hands. Would you find it in your heart? Did it?